Welcome to CEO Money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right, I have Connor Delaney on the show with me today, CEO and founder of Good Life Companies. Connor, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Michael. All right, give our audience some flavor about your background and then tell us about Good Life Companies. And I have a few more questions for you beyond that. Sure. Um, so, background uh, I guess the quick story is I got into Started my company when I was 19 years old. Unfortunately, my uh, my father had just passed away, and my mom was on her way to declining health at a young age. And so, um, I found myself the the son of two school teachers trying to figure out what I was going to be able to do in order to support my family, my siblings, and my mom. And so, um, I entered the securities industry at 19. I, I built a private practice out in the middle of Pennsylvania. And then from there, um, really saw a gap in the marketplace to offer turnkey in, uh, services to other investment professionals, such as the real estate infrastructure, technology training and support, which was the launch of Good Life, um, which was that full advisor tool suite that allows advisors from large companies to break out and go independent with the platform behind them to support their business so that they can focus on what they do. And that's really being client facing and working on the strategic plan and the financial investment piece of that business while all of our workflows handles all the rest. Um, uh, that parlayed into a sequence of other businesses, such as um, our Good Life Organics, which is our, our full service uh, organic kitchen um, that's providing wellness and coaching and um, opportunities for clients to get healthy eating and healthy living um, all inside of one ecosystem within the Good Life channel. Um, Good Life has become a platform that is investment advisor services as well as uh, insurance services and the uh, virtual fitness, virtual uh, nutrition, and, and that sort of tool suite that encompasses health and wealth and puts them all in, under one umbrella. Tell me about your mindset and your attitude, because in order to do what you've done, you have to have a, a, a internal passion that carries outside and becomes infectious to bring the rest of the people around you in and the, get the buy-in for the whole crew to grow with you. Um, I think that's an interesting um, uh, thought uh, or pattern of thoughts there where um, I think right out of the gate, I had to adopt an attitude of gratitude. And that's a hard discipline when you grow up really as the poorest, fattest kid in the school who had great, phenomenal parents, but parents that were inherently negative about the way that they thought about life. I don't want to I can never get ahead in life. I can't catch a break. Well, you, when you pass away at 52 years old and then my mom starts having strokes and declining health at 54, um, would anybody be surprised? No, they literally breathed those words in, into existence, right? So for me, the first thing was that kind of um, cataclysmic shift into positive thinking and almost being an annoyingly um, positive and, and constantly having an attitude of gratitude despite bad things that might happen along the way. Um, for example, three years ago, diagnosed with stage three cancer. Um, my initial thought was, woe is me, this stinks, how does an organic vegan marathoner get cancer? Um, but my next thought was, uh, was having that attitude of gratitude. Thank God that we got it when we did. 
thank God that I am healthy and my body will be able to get through this, whatever it is that's going to happen, etc. Whereas some people would have really gone into a deep, dark place. I looked at it and said, thank you for giving me this because it's this that's going to help me get to the next level. I don't know what that means or what that looks like, but just constantly having that positive mindset. Um, and I think that's the part that is inherently infectious. Um, the second thing is, is really, really um, establishing loyalty within the folks that are in the trenches with us every day. Um, we've done a lot of things. I mean, my first employee, if you even want to call her that, um, has been with me since I'm 19 years old. We sat in advisor training next to each other. And, um, you know, she was there sort of as the, uh, the Jerry Maguire uh, scene where, where Renee Zellweger's holding the, the, the goldfish ready to walk out of the office. That was Denise, my, my um, executive admin from the time I was a kid. Um, that's been in every role in our company. And what happens is that if you can establish a positive culture and if you can establish a, a, a good, the good values and the good morals in the company, um, then you can start to get the loyalty that, that is necessary to build the organization, especially in the beginning, because we didn't have money. I didn't come from wealth. I didn't, I didn't know really what I was doing, but there was people that believed in us so much so that they were putting their own financial well-being on the line to jump onto the good life train early on. And, uh, you know, that's one of our proudest things. We have a great retention rate with our advisors, a great retention rate with our employees. And the trickle down effect of that is that we have a great retention rate with our clients, because I think everybody feels that um, that sort of uh, loyalty and protection that we have for each other, for all the folks that are inside of the good life ecosystem. Good answer to my question. Thank you for that. All right. Let's talk about being a disruptor in your industry sector. What makes you so different that you're captivating your market area? Um, I think experience would probably be the right answer to that. And I'm not talking about experience with years under my belt. I mean, I've been at this business now for 15 years, um, but I'm talking about actually the experience that happened before I got into this business. Again, kind of growing up as, as a poor um, kid and, you know, parents are always going kind of from house to house, from broken down car to broken down car, et cetera, working two and three jobs just to get by. And then to lose my dad at the age that I did, um, I had a chip on my shoulder and it was probably that chip early on that, that um, was the thing that the driving energy that got me out of the backseat of my car and into um, building a, a life and a business for my wife who, who has been with me since we're 17 um, and, and our kids and everything like that. It was really just digging out um, with that, that idea that um, disruption and, uh, and sort of that chip on my shoulder was going to be the thing that was going to take us to the top. And so that leads into what we do differently. And I think what we do differently is we treat middle American advisors the right way so that they can take care of middle American clients. In other words, yes, we have clients that have millions of dollars and we're blessed to have the, those, those clients as a part of our, our uh, ecosystem. But we also have clients that have $10,000 and $50,000 and we've built a revenue model for our advisors that is, is fair to allow them to treat those people with the same dignity and respect as the people that have a million dollars. And that's because I'm always looking back at the person that didn't sell my father the, the, on the idea of, of a risk management strategy because he wasn't worth it, right? He was just a school teacher. He didn't have a lot of money in savings. He didn't have any money in savings. But had somebody sit down and told him, look, you know, you need to protect your family. You have three kids going to college. And 
for $30 a month, we can get you that $700,000 term insurance policy. For example, if somebody would have the fortitude and said, hey, I'm not going to look at profits first. I'm going to look at, at effect and, and making a positive change first. Then Brian Delaney would have had insurance, which would have meant that his children wouldn't have had to gone through what we have gone through. And that really was the thing that, that helped us to, to think about disruption the way that we look at it. And so um, we, we break the business down at Good Life into two primary areas, our advisor tool suite and our client tool suite. And the advisor tool suite is the things that we can do to incent guys to take that leap of faith and leave Wells Fargo, Merrill, Morgan, Ameriprise, whomever, and go independent. But it's their name, their door, their brand, backed and powered by our ecosystem. On the client side, we look at the business and say, what are we doing different? What, what, what processes or products or services do we have that's different than everybody else? And you can't say I'm the best money manager because guess what? Everybody's made money for the last 10 years. We have to say we're doing something better. And at Good Life, we believe that if you can be the best lifestyle manager, where we're managing all the different facets of the client's life, because we can, because we're in a culture of service rather than a culture of sales, because our advisors look more like community leaders and community servants than they do sort of the, the guys that are driving the fancy cars and going on to the gigantic houses, which many of them do. But the point is that they're community leaders first, and we've built an ecosystem to support that model. Their clients are out talking to their prospects about what their advisor is doing differently. And it has nothing to do with asset management. It has to do with the reliability of being the voice on the other side of the phone, no questions asked. And it has to do with the product and the service suite that we're offering these guys that are going to give the clients the things that they're worried about now. For example, health insurance. We have to be able to incubate a health insurance product and a health insurance exchange that's going to give clients of all sizes, shapes, ages, the ability to get insurance at a cost that's reasonable because they're a part of a large consortium of folks. No investment company is doing that. Good Life is doing that, and we're happy to launch that product in the first quarter of next year. That's what we're thinking about when it comes to disruption, where the investment part of the relationship becomes secondary to the lifestyle management, where we're actually making a positive effect in the, in the client's life. Talk to me about establishing value proposition for your OSJs, and let's lead that lead off or leave it off at the end of the interview with how you help people with lead generation, a big part of anybody in that industry's uh, business model. Sure. So the value proposition, I mean, I, I look at compliance, the OSJ function of the relationship as almost a commodity. If we don't do that piece right, <laughs> it doesn't matter the rest of the ecosystem because we're all sharing sharing bread in the same slammer together. We have to do that right. So compliance and building the workflows for that is something we did early on. And that's very much in a, in a, in a, um, a, a set it and manage it type of mentality. Um, that is a huge part of our growth model for next year as we've now built a mechanism for large advisors, the 100 million and above guys that actually can become federally registered investment advisory owners uh, of that firm rather than using somebody else's ADV brochure to actually build their own RIA but have us sign as a CCO. It's a huge part of our growth strategy in 2020 to be able to offer that product to them. However, um, the, 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 the value proposition isn't whether, who does compliance better because that's commoditized. It's who's actually going to be able to deliver on the, best, on the rest of the ecosystem and the rest of the service. So delivering on tools like uh, virtual admin or, or virtual uh, chief investment officer or your virtual CCO. These are the, 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 the kind of things that we're doing to, to actually free up more time in our advisor's day. They're not training their staff. They're not worried about uh, technology. We're, we're jumping into their business and doing that so that they say, yeah, we're going to tie into good life because they do compliance well. But that's the, the sort of um, 
byproduct of all the other stuff that is the leading that's going to free up their time so that they can be spending more time with their family, more time prospecting, more time playing golf, whatever it is they, they so desire to do. A big portion of where our, our clients, our, our advisors are spending time is on that lead generation, and we have to be able to do it differently. The old pursuit of happiness, picking up the phone, smiling for dial, dials, that's not going to work anymore. We have to be able to, to actually bring those leads in in a way that's going to communicate to the, to, the, to the prospect the way that they want to be communicated to. It's not on the phone anymore. It's on Facebook. It's on Instant Messenger. It's on you know Twitter and Instagram and those type of things. And so what we've done is we've built this lead generation funnel where we can actually use search engine optimization, companies that we've actually built to be able to go on the Internet and have that, that guy in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, be the, the, the number one advisor that's showing up in the Google page, those lead flows then come into us. We'll actually vet those leads out and see what that client's pain point is and then deliver those leads to the client um, in a way that's going to be both cost effective and time effective for them to, for the advisor to spend his time. We're actually putting those meetings in the, the advisor's calendar on, on, on his behalf. With us having access to that, we can jump in. He comes in on a Monday morning. He sees a new client on Wednesday afternoon, new client Friday morning. Um, and to be able to deliver that type of, of lead generation where we're not just cultivating the lead, but we're actually getting that appointment scheduled and walking the client through the door, we think is a big differentiator in our strategy for 2020. Absolutely, it is. All right, uh, Connor, thanks for being a guest on today's show. Don't hang up after uh, I say goodbye to the audience. I've got something for you, okay? Awesome. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Don't forget to download our app on iOS or Android. That's CEO Money.